You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Hi, everybody. This is Constance Arnold, and I wanted to share a special uh, message with you. As some of you know, my brother uh, has been very ill in and out of the hospital, and this week he made his transition. So at the airing of this show, I am in the process of burying my brother. So I really want to ask you for your prayers for myself and my family. And it's a great opportunity for me to use and to lean into number one, God, but all of the spiritual principles that I teach every week. I want to thank you in advance for your love, your prayers, and really a celebration of my brother. He was a wonderful man, so loving, so giving, so smart. So I'm grateful to God uh, for his life. So I am airing, re-airing one of my most popular shows a happy pocket full of money. You're going to really love it with uh, David Jacondi. He is from Africa. He's going to share with you some powerful information about quantum physics and wealth. So enjoy the show. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. I am Constance Arnold, your most gracious host. And today I am broadcasting live with just a little touch of Southern flavor from cold but sunny Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so grateful that you joined me from all over the world. My goodness, from Europe, from Asia, from South America, from Canada, uh, just listeners globally. And if you are listening, in fact, it is a setup. Indeed, the Spirit of God has attracted you here so that you can receive and allow uh, the strategies, the answers, the revelation that you need to really shift and change your life. You know, I say all it takes is one word from God or one revelation or one shift in your belief to really begin manifesting really an extraordinary and outrageous life. That is my desire for my own life and it's my desire for your life. Well, I hope that you are having a great day today. Uh, as I said, it's a beautiful day here. I've had a great week here. I'm sitting here drinking uh, a cup of coffee and just enjoying having the opportunity to really serve you. Well, my very special guest today is Mr. David Cameron Ikandi, and he is the author of Happy Pocket Full of Money. And I was turned on to David many years ago uh, by DiCarlo and Amanda Eskridge. And I've been listening to those CDs for years. And now here I am interviewing him. So you've got to stay tuned to really hear the nuggets of truth that he would be sharing. Uh, additionally, I want you to remember to go to my website, visit my website 
at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. There you will find information about my coaching. You've already heard at least once a month over the last year, all of my clients and how their lives have drastically changed just by coaching with me. So if you're interested in that, you can just email me at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Additionally, I have some motivational MP3s for you to purchase and download, and you can really begin to listen to those to really begin to shift and change your spirit and your subconscious from the inside out. I have powerful affirmation CDs on prosperity, on self-love, on attracting love, and on success. So once again, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And let me remind you also to uh, follow me on Twitter and on Facebook. Sometimes I forget to say that. And daily I tweet or I uh, really share some powerful revelation or some steps that you can take uh, on social media to really begin to shift and change your life. So make sure you follow me on that. And additionally, uh, I want you to really go to the network site, LOARadioNetwork.com and really take a look at and subscribe to and download uh, the the Law of Attraction um, magazine is really awesome. I've written an article. Jack Canfield has written an article. Pam Grout has written articles. And so it's just great information. Once again, everything that you read, that you listen to, that you hear, you can begin to implement and shift in your life. Okay, so that's LOARadioNetwork.com. Alrighty, so now before we listen to what our great guest has to say, I want to do one declaration for you. And every week I try to give you a tidbit of one thing that you can do to really shift and change your life. You ready? So this week, every day you're going to do this. This is one declaration. You might, you may want to call it an affirmation, but I call it a declaration because you are declaring or claiming or establishing this fact in your life. Ready? I declare and decree. First of all, repeat after me. I declare and decree that God, Spirit, the divine is in me and with me. God is on my side and at this very moment is behind the scenes working on my behalf. The spirit is ordering my steps to all of the people, resources, ideas, and strategies that empower me to manifest my dreams and purposes in 2015. So I want you to decree and declare that every day. So what what does that mean? It means that you need to be aware of the presence of God that's on the inside of you now. God is on your side. And when you are aware of that presence and, and knowing that God is on your side, it really begins to create an atmosphere of success and expectancy. Every day, after, after declaring this, you need to expect that the spirit, the divine God is going to order my steps. That means you may get an idea. You may get a hunch. That's why you should always have your iPhone, iPad, old fashioned um, pad and pencil close by so that you can write down all of those new ideas and strategies and action steps that you feel led to take that the spirit is going to download to you. All right, so one last time, I'm going to read it. Uh, Repeat after me. I decree and declare that God, Spirit, the divine, is in me and with me. God is on my side and is right now behind the scenes working on my behalf. The Spirit is ordering my steps to all of the people, resources, ideas, and strategies that empower me to manifest my dreams and purposes. What would your life look like if every day you 
declared and decreed this powerful affirmation and you believed it because remember you really create your world with your beliefs your expectancy and your words all right we're going to go to these quick commercials and then i'm going to be right back so stay tuned You're listening to Law of Attraction Radio Network, enhancing the well-being of millions of listeners worldwide. LOARadioNetwork.com is heard through 25 different internet radio stations, as well as iTunes Radio, Stitcher.com, and our mobile apps. The Law of Attraction Radio Network, your trusted source of daily inspiration at LOARadioNetwork.com. Are you ready to create the life of your dreams? Imagine partnering with a coach that can help you manifest extraordinary success. Constance Arnold has been a licensed therapist and coach for over 25 years and has successfully worked with more than 10,000 clients. Constance will help you clarify your goals, eliminate self-defeating beliefs, and create strategic plans to manifest your dreams. Constance offers a variety of coaching packages, pay-as-you-go, half-yearly, and yearly coaching. Contact Constance today for guaranteed coaching that produces extraordinary and permanent results. For more information, go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, I am back and I'm really, really excited about my guest today. And I guess you say, Constance, you're always excited and you're you're exactly right. So my very special guest today uh, is Mr. David Cameron Gikandi, and he is the author of Happy Pocket Full of Money. Uh, and I've listened to it and read that for years. Your quantum leap into the understanding, having and enjoying of emotion immense wealth and happiness. And David was also a creative consultant on the hit movie, The Secret. I know all of you guys have seen or listened to or read about The Secret. Uh, He currently lives in Kenya, but he's also lived in Florida in the U.S., Australia, and has traveled all over the world in 30 countries to be exact. And I have been listening to Happy Pocket Full of Money for five or six years years and it has radically changed my life and I know that your life would be just drastically and immensely changed so David Cameron Gikandi welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network Thank you so much, Constance. Let me tell you, I'm so excited to be here. I've been waiting for this for a few weeks. <laughs> well, David... <laughs> I think we're going to have fun and learn a lot together. Yeah, David, I have been rehearsing your name the entire week, and so pronounce your last name correctly. <laughs> well, in English, we say Gikandi, mm-hmm. but in my language, which is Kikuyu, it's Gikadi. Ah, oh, I love that. I love that. So let's get started. Uh, you know, And I just want to tell our listeners about the power of synchronicity and how the spirit just brings things together. My dear friend, Pete Adams, who lives in Florida, he's been on my show three times. He said that one day he was just thinking, hmm, he was listening to the recording. He said, I wonder what is David up to? I didn't know he was thinking this or doing this. And so the long and short of that was he went online, started listening to you, and uh, he sent you an email. And then he said, you need to be on my friend Constance Arnold show. (laughs) And then you emailed me back. And so I'm just really excited about the synchronicity of God in the universe. I'm grateful for it. (laughs) Totally, totally grateful. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, David. Well, um, I'm, I'm a Kenyan, born and raised in Kenya. Uh, 1975, March 6th, in a little town called Nakuru, Kenya, which is famous for flamingos and uh, rhinoceros. And uh, who I am? Well, I'm just, um, I'm a seeker like everyone else. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for, to learn. And I guess what drives me the most is I like to discover the, the, the workings of the, you know, of the universe, of, of who we are. And I find that I just have joy in sharing it. Not only because, you know, I get stories of people saying, oh, my God, that really did something good for me. But I also find that I myself learn more when I teach and share. Um, Beyond that, I don't know what to tell you about myself, Constance. I mean, ask me a direct question. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, the, I, I, just... very, I look very simple, but I'm very complicated. So <laughs> I don't know where to start. Okay. So how long have you been a student of quantum physics and, and all of the different range of spiritual philosophies before you wrote A Happy Pocket Full of Money? Were you seeking? Were you exploring? Yeah. Tell our listeners about that. All right. Ever since I was very young, I, I had this captivation to, towards energy. I remember once asking my dad when I was a very little kid, it's like, why are we using mathematics to describe life while we should be talking of energy? It just felt instinctive that, you know, um, everything, we should be dealing at life at its real level. Instead of you know, when you look at me and you, I'm looking at your face right now, Constance, on, on your photo. But I know very well that's, uh, you know, when you, when you zoom out of something, when you, when you see a horizon from far, it looks like the world is going to end at the edge of the horizon. But when you come very close, you realize it rolls. It's not ending, it's rolling. So um, the whole idea of looking at things that it's at, 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 at the level where they are actually the way they are built uh, has been with me since I was a child. And then I sort of forgot about it. And uh, one day, just out of the blue, I think it was in 1998, I bumped into a book by Deepak Chopra, that brought the whole thing back again. And then after that, I bought, you know, Gary Zukav's book. And then it was more like a remembering something I'd forgotten. And I just got obsessed by it. And I started making notes. And out of those notes came the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. I wasn't trying to write a book. I was just making notes for myself. Oh, isn't that interesting? So you were a creative consultant on the hit movie, The Secret. Tell us about that experience. Did you attract that into your life? Were you visualizing that kind of global exposure? How did that happen? I... It was a very indirect thing. Um, I remember the time I just, you know, I just put out the book, uh, Happy Pocket. First of all, the book Happy Pocket was a bunch of notes to myself. So you've read the book and you've noticed that uh -huh. it's little chunks. Yeah. So when that got out and I started noticing people are liking it, I thought I would love everybody to see this, you know, or to get this idea. In fact, right now I'm giving away free. If you go to my website, I give it away free. Okay. So, um, out of that, I sort of, I didn't think of it being like a creative consultant or something, but out of the blue, Rhonda Byrne, who's the producer of The Secret, calls me and she's like, introduces herself, says, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm making this movie. I've interviewed 55 people. I've read your book. I like the way you organize ideas. I wonder if you could come over and help the director organize all these interviews into a movie because you just, I love your book, but more than that, I also like the way you organize this kind of information, mm -hmm. the way you put it together, you make it easy. So that's how, and, and I was in Kenya at the time. I remember just having a swim in the pool and I got out, put the phone and this random lady is telling me this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll get on a plane. When you want me there, she said, oh, in August, I said, I got to go to Egypt for a month. Can I do that for? She said, yeah. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> well, you know, that's so interesting, David, because you said you just had a desire to share your information yeah. with people. And Rhonda, as I understand it, just wanted to bring people joy. And so for listeners, yeah. it's the law of attraction is as simple as really setting your intention on something and then releasing it. So what's your take on the law of attraction? What is it and how can people use it, you know, in their everyday lives? Uh, I'll put it in a different way. Um, the way I see it and the way I've experienced is that the law of attraction is, is not something that you do. It's just, it's, it's just the order of the universe. Um, the universe is always in harmony. It's always bringing likeness together. You know, like it's not possible. What I'm trying to say is that it's not, there's no such thing as an idle thought or an idle wish or, or there's no like now I'm visualizing and then later I'm not visualizing or now I'm praying and then later I am not praying. 24-7 you're praying because you're vibrating and, and that's working. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that we are all natural manifestors. The fact that you can breathe and drink water you can manifest. There's no hidden secret. There's no technique that you don't know. The problem is our self. And when we say, when I say our self is, I mean our self image, what you think you are, uh, what you think life is, you know, that the limits you've believed in, or I think you understand what I mean. Right. That is also part of the prayer being said or the visualization being done. And uh, the universe really doesn't judge. It's impersonal. It doesn't have like there's a me and a you. There's an over there and there's over here. Um, it, it, to it, everything is one. So it doesn't really matter whether you say 
I'm a useless character or I'm, I'm the most successful person, whatever image you impress upon it comes about. You see, because the universe itself is impersonal, the subconscious is impersonal. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the law of attraction isn't something really that we need to learn because it's always working whether we like it or not. I think more is, um, it's more I think about letting go of your self-image or at least the negative or the limiting part of the uh, uh, aspect that you think you are or life is, dropping that or replacing it with something more uh, uh, constructive so that your self-image is not against your goals. Yeah. So I think it's more of a focus of self-image rather than, the manifestation tricks I'm missing, you know? Right. You know, David, I, I love your chapter in the book on images of the mind. How did you let go of your self image and those limiting beliefs and expand beyond that? Was it your researching and studying that just subconsciously did? How did that work for you personally? First of all, I have to say, I still have vestiges of it. It's not like all gone. Right. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm also a seeker like everybody else. I find that um, I'm not lacking in knowledge of what's going on. I'm not lacking in, you know, in, 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 in any of those sides. But there are some aspects of ourselves that we still sort of cling to. So since the beginning, when I first wrote the book, Obviously, uh, a lot of things have changed. Like I used to have way back, uh, I'm talking 80, up, up until maybe 2002 or three, I used to have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, you know, that kind of stuff. And now, I, you know, I realize uh, there is absolutely no threat, you see. Um, and many other things, many other positive things have happened. So um, for me, I find that study is, is very important because you cannot replace a negative idea with nothing. You have to replace it with some idea. A, 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 an idea that doesn't help you has to be replaced with an idea that helps you. You cannot just kick it out and leave a vacuum. So obviously study is very important and research. Um, hanging out with people who are where you want to be. You know, if you hang out with people who are already where you want to be, whether you like it or not, somehow they bring you up and a lot of things that you thought. I'll give you a quick example. Okay. I've been to China a few times. Um, the first time I went there, I realized I went to some crazy place. And I realized these guys don't even have the same concept of what we think that God is or whatever. You see, you see what I'm saying? That's... Like they have a totally different idea of certain things. But yet their life still works. And then that was the first time in my life I realized that what I'm assuming is a fact of life in my life is just a local personal belief about life you see what i mean mm -hmm. so just going to a place or being with somebody who's where you want to be but they see life and themselves totally different also helps you like drop your self-image and there are other things like now i'm investigating um uh 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 uh, hypnosis and self-hypnosis and everything. I'm just always looking at ways to, because I realize the, the, the egoic mind is like a machine, you know. It, something happens in your life that triggers a reaction that goes through a certain prompt. You know, it's got to start, then the process goes until an end. For example, um, let's say you find somebody who's scared of uh, what they think in their mind is an authoritative person, you know, that kind of person that shrinks. Do you know what I mean? I some people mean. just shrink. Yeah, so something always triggers that whole reaction, and it's, and, and it's the same reaction every single time they meet somebody who is in authority. The trigger happens, then, you know, uh, as the start of the process happens, and they go through the entire, I'm freaking out, I'm sweating, I don't know what to say, and then the whole thing ends. And next time, it's like a machine. So I'm always looking for different ways to adjust that machine. Um, and I don't mean human beings are machines, but the thought processes are mechanical machines, basically. So uh, it's a bunch of different tricks and, and, and techniques. And that's why I, um, I started my work on, uh, I, I put out this thing, the uh, power of one, which I believe you've seen, Constance. It was my attempt to, you know, in the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money, I, I sort of discovered what we need to know about the universe. Power of one is what we need to do about what we now know about the universe. That's pretty much 
Yeah. Right. And, and so, David, let's talk a little bit about some of the principles that you have in the Happy Pocket Full of Money. And thank you for oh. being so generous with our listeners. And at the end, uh, you know, you'll share your website and how people can really get that wonderful book. And I pulled out oh. my CDs and started listening to you all over again. And it's so amazing, the revelation, you know, that you have. So when you say a happy pocket full of money, are we talking about money or wealth? What does that mean? <laughs> Actually, it's, it's more about abundance in all its various forms. Um, I had to find a title that grabs people. And somehow that just dropped into my mind, a happy pocket full of money. But the book is actually about abundance. It's about, you know, abundance is just a recognition that there is no scarcity in a, in a short form. Or you, and, and even poverty, when we talk about poverty, I find that poverty is, um, is, is something that afflicts a person in all its forms. It's not just about the coins or the bank balance. It's about the mentality, the way you look at life, the way you look at your creator. You, you know, somebody who thinks that their creator is out to punish them and is a vengeful you know, uh, and, and life is really dangerous and, 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 you know, and they're not enough. That is all poverty. So poverty attacks you on all levels if you entertain it. And abundance, again, is on all levels, right? And abundance doesn't necessarily, in my book, I mean, to me, doesn't necessarily mean a big bank account, although we've sort of like, you know, come to uh, think of it that way. Abundance to me means um, sufficiency, always enough, never not enough. You see what I mean? So imagine this, if you could go through life all day, every day, knowing that instantly everything you ever wanted and needed, and I don't mean like a monk, I don't mean you throw away, you know, you become so austere and you throw away your car and you start walking everywhere and begging for food. No, no, I'm talking even if it's a big life and it's an amazing life full of stuff. But what if you could do that and know that there is never a moment life will fail you? Or there's never a moment you're really going to have lack. Or if you do think you have a need, then you can recognize that it's it's um, it's not necessarily that uh, you are lacking. It is the way you're looking at things that could be lacking. You see what I mean? I see what so, you mean. Yeah, abundance is more about uh, recognizing that um, you're one with everything and that oneness never needs and then it's actually experiencing that. That's the way I define abundance. Well, you know, David, I'm so glad that you said that because I have a lot, lot of listeners who, who live in third world countries and I, I don't even like that label. And and, <laughs> and they email me and say, well, you guys in the West, uh, you know, you have more advantages. So what you're saying, it doesn't matter where you live. If you begin to shift and change your consciousness, uh, then you yeah. can create the wealth and abundance that you desire in your life, wherever you are. I'm saying that, but I'm also saying there's something like, look, I was born in Kenya. Quite often, I don't understand why I was born. I never used to understand why I was born in Kenya because I felt like I was um, an emperor in the wrong place and the wrong time for a very long time when I was growing up. It was always about, I got to escape. You know, it, it just never gelled, you know. And now I've come to realize it's kind of like the way you go for Kung Fu training. They throw into a dojo with somebody who looks like the enemy. But it's more like to, that's how you advance. So um, one thing I can tell you about growing up in a place where uh, Kenya, Kenya, I can say, is one of the richest countries in the world. But the mentality is that there's not enough mm. and the unity is not there. And I found that that's what keeps this country apparently in like you said third world it's not the resources are not there it's the way we look at it so um uh it helps to be surrounded by a culture that is abundant or or at least thinking that hey we can do this we can do that we can do that don't worry if it's snowing it's minus 30 we can still build that tunnel rather than you know, it's nice and warm and hot here. We, we, you know, the temperature is okay, but we're not even going to bother fix the road. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there is, an, uh, there is a big thing when it comes to environment um, that affects somebody, especially if you let it. Uh, but when you look at it another way, it's, it's, it's more, it helps you develop more if you're able to rise above and sort of develop your own personal economy or personal whatever, and then shine that so that even people around you can also see it and be positively affected. So 
Yes and no to your question. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about quantum physics. You are really an expert in that area. I've listened to all of your stuff online. So how can yeah. you break that down to just, you know, in ordinary, simple terms? What in the world does quantum physics have, have to do with abundance and enjoying okay. immense wealth, etc.? I'll try and sh summarize it. First okay. of all, let's the word <laughs> quantum physics. Let's get rid of that word first. Okay. Just take anyone who's listening, just look at your hand right in front of you. I'm going to ask you to pretend you've got a, a, a microscope and you're going to look at your hand with a microscope. When you do that, and I know you'll all recognize this, you're going to see that you have cells. Your body's made of cells and, you know, they start swimming in the cells and everything. If you are to now magnify more, you'll find that those cells are made of, you know, you've got your carbon, you've got your hydrogen, oxygen, all those things. Those are called molecules. If you take any one molecule, you realize it's made of atoms, okay? Like uh, <clears throat> water is H2O, hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, if you look at any one of those, let's say you pick hydrogen, you realize that the atom has a nucleus and it's got an electron. We like to imagine electrons going around the nucleus or the center. So you've got the electrons, and then the center, the nucleus, has protons and you know, neutrons. So those are called subatomic particles. So just to summarize, we've come from looking at your hands, and we've said by magnifying, you're seeing literally what it's made of. Mm -hmm. And by magnifying further, we went all the way to an atom. And then when we magnified the atom, we realized it's made of electrons, neutrons, protons, which are called subatomic particles. So... If you do that with anything around you, your computer, your phone, your, your, your husband, your wife, your kids, your chair, it's all the same stuff. Now, if you ask yourself, what are these atoms and electrons? They're energy packets. They're not things that are sitting around there going around. They're just energy packets that are flashing in and out of existence roughly maybe 50 billion times a second. That is quantum physics. It is looking at life for what it's really made of. What does it have to do with abundance? These energy packets are literally everything around us is an ocean of energy. Even the space that, that looks like it's got nothing, it's actually more full than this. Than the, than the Anyways, the point is these energy packets have been proven now. Quantum physics is a science that's 100 years old. Um, there are so many Nobel laureates that have won awards for teaching us stuff or discovering stuff rather in quantum physics. So it's not like a new age thing. It's an actual science. Now, uh, energy that makes up everything or the energy that is the subatomic particles responds to thought first and foremost. There is no such thing as it refusing to. It, it does. So one of the problems that physicists have is that whenever they try and do an experiment in quantum physics or measure something, they realize that they affect what they're trying to measure. It's not possible not to affect it. In other words, energy responds to thought. Yeah? And number two, if it's flashing in and out of existence 50 billion times a second, and the only thing that is making it maintain a particular form or state is the information around it, um, the minute you change the information around it, it changes. That's why it is about abundance. Change or the minute you change your belief or what you hold as true, a belief is just something you hold as true. You're like, I am great or I am useless or I am this or I am that. I'm a man, I'm a woman. These are all beliefs those are what are forming or telling the energy to be what it is like. And number three, the whole idea of space and time uh, or solid. Uh, scientists now know that there is no such thing as space-time. It's a persistent illusion. Uh, like Einstein said, time, no matter how persistent, is still an illusion. It's, just an, uh, it's because of our, the way our eyes and ears are built to see. They're not designed to see accurately at these levels. If you have to get rid of your eyes and ears and look at things, let's say, with instruments, you realize that even space and time, um, how can I put it? For the way time, for example, time seems to move forward. But right. when you look at sand, scientists pretty much know that, no, that's not the only way. It goes backwards, it goes left, right, and center. They also know that everything, every option, all the things that you can imagine, you going up the stairs or going down the stairs at the same time, all of it exists at once. It's just that we see segments of it according to our choice. So science has sort of caught up with spirituality and proven a lot of the things that, you know, the great masters have been saying, Buddha, Jesus, everybody. And that field of science is quantum physics. And, and so, David, 
um, if someone wants more abundance or money or wealth, when they begin to focus in on and see and feel that they begin to shift and change their past experiences into what they really want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that, but. <laughs> and, oh, okay. okay. So, so let me ask you, how can someone change, um, you know, their poverty or their lack of abundance in their life using quantum physics? How about that? <laughs> Okay, uh, let's put it this way. Okay. I think I'd like to look at it in a different way. Okay. Because if we look at it in the way that question has been put, I feel that uh, some of us might feel as if we're coming from a place like we don't have, ah, so how can uh-huh. we have? But I think we need to shift it because it's kind of like the way I see it is we have, but we're pretending not to have. Oh, I love that. So it, <laughs> thanks. So it's kind of like if you had a glass of water and you put a, you know, you know, the cork of wine, the, what do you call that? It's a cork, right? Uh-huh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So get your cork and, and, and fill a glass of water, uh, a glass with water, put the cork, the, uh, the cork on, it just floats, right? That's what corks do. They just float on water. That is a state of abundance. Now, if you put your finger and press the cork down into the water and so the cork is, you know, in quotes, drowning, that is a state of scarcity. But the only reason that cork is down there is because your finger is still there. The minute you remove your finger, the cork floats up. Abundance is a natural state. Lack is what we do to ourselves. So, um, like, for example, um, um, if I believe that I wasn't good enough, okay, I will, my, and remember the subconscious doesn't care, it's impersonal. I want you to think of it this way. The subconscious literally doesn't need the money, right? Mm-hmm. You need the money. The subconscious doesn't. Your spirit doesn't. What does your spirit need cash for? It doesn't, right? The subconscious doesn't. It doesn't really choose uh, which direction it takes. Its job is to 24-7 do what it's told. It runs your heart, your whatever. It, it creates your reality. It makes sure you keep breathing. It just keeps doing it. things. It doesn't choose. It just keeps doing it. So... If you have a belief that, oh, my neighbor is going to hate me if I do well, or I'm not good enough, or, you know, uh, whatever it is, it could be a, and, and these things are so hard sometimes for us to see because we say, why would I ever think I'm not good enough? Or why would I deny myself the very thing that I actually want? But if you have a belief that um, maybe I don't want people to notice me, for example, and then you try and get rich, you see, your subconscious is doing two things. Your, 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 your goals are to get rich because you're feeling pain. Mm-hmm. But your self-image is, I don't want people to notice me. Your subconscious is not even going to choose. just going to take both. And the stronger one is on your 24-7 feeling, which is, I don't want people to notice me. And so if getting rich gets you noticed, then it's not going to happen. So you see? Mm-hmm. So that's why I said it's more like, the natural state is abundance, but it's us who are doing these things. So I find that, you know, the ancients used to say, know thyself. And other people would say, like, you know, a life not examined is not worth living and, and all that. So that's why knowing yourself is the key, because then you start to understand, oh, that's what I think of myself. That's what I see about myself. These things that were so subtle, that were subconscious, start becoming conscious. Your awareness starts to bring to the surface, the things that you are hiding about yourself or about life or whatever it is or about your, your creator. And, and so the more you develop awareness, the more you can see the, the patterns that are not serving you. And, you know, the first, it's like recovering from our, of being an alcoholic. you got to admit you got a problem before you can recover. You see, so, so that acceptance, that admitting is the one that starts to make you ah, free, free from yourself because you already have abundance. It's there. It's, it's like the, the idea of a need. Need is not, it, it doesn't really exist. We make ourselves need, but it's not built into the system. You know, I love that. I know you have a principle in your book, won't not desire, but never, ever want. And uh, that has really helped me over the years. That's a powerful principle. It is. I find it tricky to practice myself sometimes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
it, it really, really is. And coming from a place of I already have it, I'm already abundant. That's a powerful perception and shift, you know, that I believe the listeners can really begin to practice in their lives. Yeah, That's it is. It is. And, and, and to be honest with you, the last one year or two years have been um, the most practical for me because the other years I kept getting these messages, you know, stuff that's coming through to my, from my book and everything. And so I was learning things. But then in the last two years, I've started to really understand it is the self-image that is the hindrance. Everything else is already given to you. It's already built in, abundance built in. You don't need to learn any new tricks. It's all given already. It is the self-image that is uh, imposing an idea of less. And therefore, the subconscious is proving it. You see, uh, we, we always right. And so everything that we do or that we, the subconscious is always proving what we have said, this is it, you know. <laughs> if you think that man is, a, is, is, is an ass... <laughs> you're going to find a way to prove that he is an ass. You know what I mean? So true. You know, David, when you say that, that really resonates with me because self-image, self-concept, just in my own life, and I'm a psychotherapist for 25 wow. years. You know, that was a difficult, that was a difficult shift for me. And you're uh-huh. so right. It wasn't that that I was lacking. It was my own self perception that really sabotaged because subconsciously I didn't believe I was worthy which I didn't know that but then consciously I was saying I'm abundant I'm attractive I'm beautiful but the subconscious always won so that's a great principle that our listeners can you know really begin to take a look at in their own lives thank you so you know it's 2015 happy new year Mm -hmm. to you and so a lot of people (laughs) to you Constance (laughs) And so, uh, you know, everybody's into writing goals and intentions. So what's your take on goals? I know you have a chapter called Goals, the Roadmap uh, to and in Wealth. Should people write down their goals? What should that look like? Uh, I'd like to say three things. First of all, writing is very important because um, I find that Anything, even when you're analyzing yourself, when you're writing goals, when you're figuring out anything, just put it to pen and paper because it, you know, it, it allows you to step back. The problem is we're too in ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let me give you a quick example. Let's say something that usually drives a person to hysteria happens. That person, as long as they're in it, they're totally hysteric. But if they can step back, the thing could still be happening and they can still watch it as a watcher, but they won't be in the hysteria anymore, you see? Mm-hmm. So the idea of stepping back is extremely important, and a whole bunch of things, including goal setting. So um, it's great to write things down. Uh, number two, in my, cha- in my book, A Hard Pocket, I thought I wrote about having tons of goals, like 6,000 goals, you know, <laughs> or 1,000 or <laughs> hundreds of them. And, and, and there are some people who do very, very well with that. And... Um, uh, so um, that works, but I just found for myself, you know, back then I wrote that what like ninety nine. So I've become a whole lot more relaxed, you know. And um, uh, nowadays I think it's better to have what I call a future vision as a memory. So what that looks like is like you say, okay, this is what 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 date is it today? Is it a ten? My it, off. Eleven. Oh, it's eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 11th of January, 2016. If I was on 2016, 11th of January, and I was having a party, like people had come over to say, Dave, you know, what a great year it's been, whatever. What kind of speech would I like to give, you know? Because mm-hmm. I would be looking at it as a memory and I was be grateful, you know? Yeah, so what kind of speech would I like to be given a year from now? Uh, you know, uh, in all areas of my life. Now, if I project myself forward one year and I look back, with like no limitations or no consequences. So, you know, I don't have to say, oh my God, I don't have money, so I can't get that. Um, you know, it's make-believe, right? So I, I, I write down what I would say at that day backwards. So how, how is that better than writing a goal? Because first of all, you're looking at it backwards, you're already in gratitude. It's not like you're, you're, no long, you're, you're out of wanting. You're out of like, you know, I'm gonna get this. <laughs> right. I want this. Yeah, you're like, that was great. I'm so grateful that happened. 
So automatically your whole physiology unlocks and chills out, which is very important. Yeah. So um, and future vision as a memory. And, and then, uh, so it's kind of like a story. You're giving a speech. So the one I wrote recently, I think, turned out to be five, six pages. I wrote that in September last year. It's going to last me until September this year. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a story, you know. This happened. I was so happy. I managed to take my family out and do this. And we started, you know, blah, my, my business went to this level. I got these many customers, which I'm so happy about, whatever, you know. I, I finally learned how to fly. Uh, and that was such a cool experience, you know. So it makes you start to really engage all your you know, your, 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 your visualization properly. Because if you're writing a goal, you have to force yourself to visualize. If it's a memory, it sort of kicks in. You know, so you're just using the brain naturally for what it was built for. And then after that, I like to make a video nowadays. Yeah. Mm. So I just get all the photographs of all the things that are why in that statement, future vision as a memory. And then so some of the ones that I've already done, like for example, um, uh, flying. Uh, Right now, I finally said to learn how to fly, and that was in my future vision when I wrote it. I hadn't started, but now I've started. But when I put it in there, I, I put pictures of myself, of like the nice plane that I would like to be flying in and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I put an old picture of myself when I was in a private jet with a couple of friends. Because then that enforces the idea, I've done this before in a similar way, so I can do it again. You see what I mean? I see what just, you mean. Yeah. yeah, so it's just changes of little tricks there so goal setting still works because at the end of the day constance what i find is that um the subconscious needs a target it cannot do without a target even the bible says without my people perish because of lack of vision it needs a target so the only idea is what's the best way to give it that target are you gonna write goal statements are you gonna do you know there's so many ways nowadays man there's like people so chanting so many which is which which works best that's the only question but if you don't give it a target nothing will happen you know i love that and and i've been doing what you said because i think you have to know your personality what resonates with you and so when i write about i'm so happy and grateful now you know uh you know for example me uh i am thinking about getting a different house and so i'm already excited and grateful and happy for that wonderful house in just the best neighborhood and you know and all of that (laughs) so so that's a great example of that and i think that's a lot easier because once again you're coming from a place of you've already got it you're not trying to add anything to you you already have all things and i love the fact that you said the subconscious needs a target that's extremely powerful yes it it does it does it cannot do without right right so if you don't give it a target it will you're you're gonna leave it to um your programming your past programming that's gonna be its target so true. And if your past programming ain't cool, that's what you're gonna get. It's the same <laughs> thing over and over. So, David, you mentioned you mentioned gratitude, and and just what role does gratitude play in bringing more wealth and abundance into our lives? And the way that you, the, the method that you just explained really shows that you're grateful for what you have before it even manifests in this physical realm. So, what's the role of gratitude? Uh, let's first start to look at manifesting. Okay. Uh, a lot of us think that because something is not yet physical, it doesn't exist. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So means until it comes up in their face, let's let's pick let's pick an easy target, a car. They want a new car. Until it's in their garage, they believe it doesn't exist. So this is the impression you're giving to the subconscious, to the energy field, and so that's what you're gonna keep getting. It doesn't exist. So um so the first thing is to understand that the thought of the car is as real as the car in the garage. Mm. So that's the first level. Because once you totally get that, then you realize that um, <clears throat> it's only at what you might call a time gap. But the thought is actually even more real, more powerful than the vehicle itself. The thought is the mother of the vehicle. Without the thought, there is no vehicle. So for you to like think, oh, until it comes, that means I don't have it. You're already negating. You're already destroying stuff. Yeah. And then, now gratitude is sort of like an extension of that. You've already understood that um, the blessings already are. There's no such thing as an idle thought. You know, even before you think it should, it has been given to you. You've already understood those things. So gratitude is 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 um putting uh, something like. This is true. You know, a tick 
it is true I have a car. Whereas ingratitude is I don't have a car. <laughs> what am I grateful for? And that is what, so gratitude is more for you to, uh, it's, 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 it's like certainty. You see, without gratitude, you might have despair. And then, you know, one level up despair might be hope. One more is faith because you're believing something you don't have. Certainty is more powerful than faith. Like faith is a crutch. Certainty is better if you can have that. Mm -hmm. So uh, gratitude is more in line with, you know, the certainties and the faith and everything. Whereas being ungrateful, being needy is more with the desperation and not having so that's, I think, is the role. It, 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 again, it just falls back into quantum physics. Whatever you believe or you say, this is true, is what happens. So, so gratitude true. is, this is true, you know? So, David, what about giving? When you give, are you, does, does that really demonstrate that you are really being in a place of abundance? And what role does that have in the manifestations in our lives? Uh, giving... Let's say you gave a dollar a day blindly without telling anybody. Let's say you just touched it, let's say, under, under, under napkins when you go to the restaurant or you put it in public toilets, you know, stick it with a note saying, you know, just have that, enjoy it. Or let's say five bucks a day. Um, that, you can imagine if you do that for uh, 60 days, you'd feel very rich. You'd mm-hmm. feel, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Right. So again, it brings you back to the whole certainty level and you feel like, yes, you can change. Number two, just think about it. If let's say you're stuck in your house and you're all by yourself and just obsessed, narcissistic about yourself and just thinking about me, 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 my problems, me, and my issues, me, versus when you get out of the house and just go help a whole bunch of random people every day, you'll feel fulfilled and powerful. Uh, So giving is kind of like, I think... First of all, it reinforces the idea that you do have stuff to give. So you might not have cash, give a smile, give your time, give whatever. So it, gives, it makes you feel more expanded, which again impresses upon the subconscious, you know, the, the energy field, whatever. But also, I feel that it's, um, how can I say this, cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So beyond raising your vibration, it's kind of like you have, to, you know, people say, I want to get rich. I only know of one true way to get, first of all, abundance is built in. But as long as we're believing in this egocentric earth or, or existence whereby there's a separate me and a separate you, then the laws of separation kicks in. Now, within the laws of separation, I know one way to get rich and I only know one. Impact as many people as possible with value. If you give one person value, you'll get a certain amount. If you give a thousand people value, you'll get a certain, you know, more amount. So giving already is that thing of like giving, giving, you know, adding value to people, you know. Later on, you can monetize it if you want. But I can't find a reason where not, you know, giving just seems to have benefits, whichever way you look at it, on your belief system, on the value impact on people, on on so many levels. You know, David, it does. And I just love it that your intention was, I just want to share with people, you know, when you wrote the book, these notes that I've been taking over the years and see how yeah. it can help them and look, look what has happened to your life. So, so what does it feel like to be famous? You are pretty famous, right, David? <laughs> and, and successful and, 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 and abundant. What does that feel like to you? First of all, thank you for making me see that. <laughs> I had not realized, I had not connected the dots until now that, because that's what happened. I made notes for myself and I got them tight and then I just wanted to share them. Uh-huh. I had not seen that natural progression until now. I don't know why, but thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what it feels like, uh, it's difficult to compare with anything else because it's been a long time, but... Um, that's a big question, Constance. I mean, it's it's uh, what it feels like keeps changing every few weeks. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I, I don't know what to what to say. I mean, there are times when I think, "Oh my God, I'm so lucky," and then there are times when I think, I catch myself thinking, "I should know better." How did I write this? And I'm and I'm still falling in the same trap. <laughs> there are times when that happens, you know. And then other times I realize, well, that's the point, you know. It's. <laughs> Just because you're the channel of the knowledge doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to practice it. You have to also 
put in the the the, 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 the work that everyone else has to, you know. You right. Know? I don't know. It keeps changing. I can't answer that question with a straight no. answer. Well, you know, I know that I know the feeling. You know, sometimes I'll say, "You, you know that, Constance. Why did you do that? Why are you thinking that?" So, you know, I think what it says is that we're not gurus. That we're just like everyone else. You know, going through this yeah. life experience and shifting and changing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, David, what are you currently working on, and what do you feel like your calling is for this season in your life? A long time ago, I had a vision. This is like going back to a, a long time ago, maybe mm-hmm. 2000, 2004. I felt like um, uh, it was a clear vision. I was talking with a friend and it came. I felt like a piece of paper that was you know, nice and neat and brand new. The piece of paper crumbled. A piece of paper came to earth. Then the work of this piece of paper was to uncrumble and open up and flatten again. And in so doing, write that out, describe it, and share it. So I felt mm. that's one of my purposes. Uh, and I think that's what's relevant, when, you know, as we are talking, the two of us. Right. There are other purposes that I feel, several, several. I mean, I'm in the real estate business uh, as well, and I feel over there I'm doing uh, something quite revolutionary in Kenya. That's why I'm here because, long story, I've always had these things since I was a kid. So this is the time for me to act on it. Uh, it's, it's more a creative thing. If I don't create, I sort of degenerate. So I, okay. I need to keep <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I've been here for a long time now in Kenya, so it's time to now start going around the earth again. So that's my 2015 thing. And uh, right now, what I'm really working on for people, I still haven't figured out this out, but I want to start really sharing, even to the most common denominator, somebody, let's say, like a Maasai mm-hmm. in, in the middle of the savannah in the bush with a mobile phone that has internet access. I want to see a way of sharing all this knowledge, getting out of getting out of the whole exclusive. Uh, you know, you gotta have money to buy it and get into this and X Y Z. To get it to the most lowest level where maybe they don't have that, but they still would love to hear it. So I feel like this year is a year to expand both ways in terms of this material. I wanna give people more practical. This is what you do to change right now. Super powerful. Right. Yeah? I love Other that. Practical. Yeah, because a lot of it has been. Theory, now you go figure out how it's going to go. So it's been changing for people, but it's taken them a long time. So I'm looking more to for the tools to like push a button, two days, you're there, rather than let me take 10 years to marinate. This right. Yeah, um, that and um, uh, and just spread it on, on both ends. Those who can afford it, get more of those. Like uh, my goal is 144000 for this year. Uh, paying customers for my power of one because that's what it is. It's a practical thing. So those who can afford it, you know, I want 144,000 of those minimum. Um, then for those who can't afford it, I haven't figured it out, but I need to somehow be able to shrink it because also the files are large. We're doing videos of like 14-hour videos, you know, mm-hmm. in, in total. So how do I bring it down so that it's so small and so basic that the Maasai in the village with a mobile phone can can get it and get it for free? I that's my intention. I don't need to figure it out. The universe tends to do that. I'll bump into it. Right. I, I love that way of thinking. So, David, yeah. I know that you have a free gift for listeners all over the world. Tell our, tell our listeners about your website. How can they get the free sure. gift, what it is, etc. First of all, what I want to give is the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Constance just <laughs> said she loved it. I'm giving it away, the whole thing for free. Uh, and it's the illustrated color edition. Let's put it this way. There's a print edition. Uh, there's a Kindle and all those. But then there's a special one, which is illustrated and color. I put in a lot of art. I did it myself, you know, from the medieval times, like the great art pieces from the masters, like Michelangelo and everything. So all you have to do is go to miracle uh, www dot miracles for dot me that's like www dot m i i gotta write this down miracles dot m i r a c l e s f o r dot me miracles for me you just put a dot between for and me so it's not dot com it's dot for me and uh over there you'll find a place where you can just click it says free books or something or pop-up will come up just put in your name and email you're gonna get the whole book for free plus a cheat sheet um 
then as well, I'd like to offer one more thing. I got the new program, which is uh, Power of One. Mm -hmm. And it's all about oneness and it's about implementing what's in the book, basically. And um, that's a membership site. It runs off video. So, for example, quantum physics is a two-hour video where you actually watch quantum physics instead of like trying to read and understand it. And that one, um, I'm giving 30% uh, off. That one is not for free, but there is a free sampler. That's 30% off for your people. And so that for that, just go there. And if you feel like getting it, just click on, you know, buy. And you're going to get 30% off if you put in the special code for CA fans. You know, of, of course, CA means constant. Oh, <laughs> constant, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Constance Arnold. So for CA fans is a coupon code to get 30% off for CA fans. So those are the two things I would like to offer your fans. <laughs> you, you're so generous, and I'm going to really uh, just strongly urge you, if you want to shift in your life, this man can really help you with that. You know, as I said, I've been listening to those CDs for five, six, seven years in my car, in my home. I've read his book and reread his book over and over again. And so that's why I have him on the show. So so go to his website and, and take advantage. And David, thank you so much for your generosity and uh, i am so glad that we connected i really like you <laughs> thank you <laughs> thanks to peter adams you're so kind and so generous and so gracious and you've really changed the world i tell you i'm so grateful to you and also to peter adams Pete, um right <laughs> but um i i just I, i've been looking forward to this i've listening to your uh, other shows on your website and i just want to say thank you so much to you and also to everyone who's listening for having you know, time, time is life. So if somebody gives us time, you know, we're totally appreciative. Right. Thank you again, David. Well, once again, this is Constance Arnold with the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. And thank you so much for listening. Of course, you know, I say every week that I love you. God loves you. And the best is yet to come. You better believe. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.